intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you welcome to another episode of the dog on it trucking podcast i have miss desiree wood from real women in trucking joining us this week desiree welcome thank you thank you for inviting me well it's awesome as you know a i don't want to say a mutual friend but i attended a three-day conference and when somebody found out what I do for a living, they said, you got to have Desiree on your show. <laughs> so I reached out and you were kind enough to say, yes. So awesome. Tell me about uh, Real Women in Trucking and the organization. Okay. Well, we are a 501c6 organization. We were formed by working um women truck drivers. Uh, we've been around now for 11 years and um, we primarily started to have an advocacy for truck drivers, specifically women truck drivers, and um, very focused on the training, very focused on the the training system and also the sexual assaults that we came to be aware were happening at a number of fleets. And that scares me. Uh, I too, by the way, the sexual assaults scare me just to complete that thought. Um, I too work uh, quite a bit with training. Um, I used to be PTDI, I'm sure you're familiar with PTDI, Professional Truck Driver Institute, has recently merged or amalgamated or got bought. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I used to be the mm -hmm. auditor for PTDI, and I used to travel around North America going to the truck oh, driving yeah. schools and doing audits for okay. them. So I'm quite familiar with uh, truck driving and the schools and the training. It does scare me, though, I have to say, I always thought, about being a male driver with a female student alone in a truck. Not overnight, but I'm just talking about the truck driver training part. Uh, mm -hmm. That always concerned me because it could easily be alleged uh, about sexual assault. Not well, yeah. Um, there's really a lack of training and preparation um, I think with the PTDI, you're talking more about the school, the preliminary schools right. that, um, that, you know, get the person their CDL and, and then they go off to one of these finishing carriers. So at the CDL school itself, we've had a few complaints, you know, something like an instructor telling a woman she's got to give him a lap dance for her to get pass the test stuff like that um, but when they go off to the finishing schools which are pretty large fleets um, often they have the student and the trainer on the truck for about 35 to 45 days depending on how long it takes and they're alone 
So it's bunk beds in there and they leave the property and are on a load, often team miles. So you're talking about a student who's pretty much just finished a few weeks of instruction and believes that they're going to a company that's going to get give them in-depth um, training one-on-one now. Uh, because let's be honest, these CDL schools are just a few weeks and you're just getting really the basics. You, you're basically going to go to these companies where you just are hopefully not able or hopefully able to go around the block and not hit curbs, but you don't have a lot more skill on really being out there. So when you get with your trainer, you're under the op, you're operating under the belief system that this is, this is it. This is the training. And then uh, a lot of times women who are not part of an established team find they're in a situation, somebody who's going to take advantage um, we've had everything from women, uh, being told they couldn't take a shower on their own. They had to take a shower with the trainer. Um, that sometimes the trainer will, um, have them get on, on the bottom bunk and then they'll get in bed with them or, um, you know, all, I mean, all kinds of horrific stories, even to, um, being held in the truck, assaulted, uh, repeatedly, violently. And so these things have been going on for years and uh, nobody wanted to be outspoken. So we formed really for that, but now we, we um, have been outspoken on some other topics as well. But this, this particular issue, the assault is really a side effect of over recruiting when they don't have enough trainers to go around for the people they're recruiting. And so a lot of times the trainers are coerced into training, really not doing it because they have a love of teaching. They're doing it because they told them they're going to make a little bit more money and they thought that they were going to be making more money. And so there's a little resentment there, you know, and there's just not a lot of profession. Can, can you tell me some, so there's some awful stories that you've heard, and that's the main reason you formed. How about some good stories? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know of one company up here in Canada where if they can't get a female trainer to go with a female student, then if it is male, then the female stays in a hotel room overnight so that they're not staying that- in the same area. Yeah, that's a good uh, model. I like that model. There are companies that do it the right way, um, and that's one of them. If you're going to have to have uh, – and and it's not just men and women. women. We have a video of a woman assaulting another woman. We've had phone calls about women, one woman chasing another woman down the street with a knife. But uh, again, it's it's companies that are over recruiting and they don't have good trainers. But the model that you talk about where they have the student either staying in the motel or the trainer staying in the motel so the student can see what it's like to sleep in the truck at night. Let me turn that off. Oh, my phone. Um, so 
that gives them a little bit of time to have apart from each other because you know it's a it's a really odd awkward situation first of all you're learning how to operate this really big piece of equipment and you're living in it and it's not got a lot of privacy and you're with a total stranger i mean it's awkward even for somebody that's very comfortable in their own skin to be in this really small space with somebody you've never met and you know like you've got to sleep undress wake up you know do the things that you do right when you wake up in the morning it's just a strange situation so there are some smaller companies that limit how many new students they bring in they do not hire more than they have trainers for it's really not a woman trainer thing i mean i've heard this before and there was a, a big case regarding this uh, same gender um training um the company lost um there's not a lot of women trainers because women are hard to train and when you're an older woman and you have gone through all this stuff and made a life or career for yourself it, it's kind of hard to go back and take this responsibility of bringing another woman in when they're not really fully prepared to come in like you know great male trainers there are you can learn a lot from um some of the male trainers out there but it is a risky thing to do train some of these students when they haven't been fully prepared so it's really important for the company to manage this um better to have you know you got one good trainer let them finish with the student completely have a, have a break um but oftentimes in some of these big fleets we see them 100 new people every monday you know, and that's just rude. And they don't have the trainers for it. So they're, they're using whoever, you know, somebody that's just been driving. I've met trainers who've only been driving themselves three or four months and they're training someone else. Now, you have your CDL, correct? Yes. Have, have you ever done training? Yes. I did not. I, I did, uh, started driving in 2007. And I started driving and I did, I did team driving. This is how I came to know of this problem. Um, I had all of these situations myself. I wasn't sexually assaulted, but I was um, left out in the desert by somebody who was harassing me and we got into it. And I mean, I had all kinds of situations when it came time to, to when they, uh, one of the girls I was driving with towards the end, she was going to be a trainer. She took me in the office to, um, and told them, you know, she would be a really good trainer. But by that time, they didn't want me to be a trainer because I had filed a report about two men and they saw me as a problem because. I reported somebody because that's the kind of thing that goes on is if you report the man, then you are a troublemaker. So they don't want you. They want to run you out of there. I ended up being um, with that company for almost four years. I didn't leave. I went on the Walmart dedicated account and I was actually interviewed by Dan Rather um, in an episode called Queen of the Road, which is on my YouTube channel. 
and I'm in that company truck. When I left, I left there on good terms. But at the time, uh, they didn't, they, they tried to keep me moving because if I wasn't moving, I was writing on my blog or doing advocacy, but I wasn't doing anything wrong. So they couldn't fire me, but they didn't like me around because they saw me as a person that would, I guess, give them knowledge or, you know, some sort of troublemaker around. Well, you were um, pointing out the flaws of the system. So does that, does that bring us to, so, I mean, that's kind of the basis of why Real Women in Trucking was started. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Did you start it? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Uh, Myself and some other women drivers, but I'm the one that filed the paperwork. And of it today, um, we we are um, in partnership with uh, two other groups that have a number of drivers in their um, uh, groups. But we have our IRS determination letter, um, and those are the LGBTQ drivers. Uh, Shelly Litchie is at, in charge of that group, and she trucking sisterhood. Um, that Sheree Moore um, created, and it's a really large group. In fact, I think they're filming with CNN this week, and um, they uh, really have a large group of new drivers, diverse um, young women who um, have gravitated towards Sheree's brand. She had created a brand called She Trucking, And so when she's got, mostly they help each other out, you know, they mentor each other with, you know, what's going on in the recent stuff with all these different companies. But if there's something very difficult going on, then they call me, you know, they'll tag me and say, you know, can you help us with this? So we try to all help each other out. We're all drivers. Um, one of our board members has been a driver for 50 years. Well, when did you start driving? Sorry, I... 2007. Well, you've got a ton of experience. Yeah, I've done, um, I've done uh, over the road. I've done team driving, winter driving, mountain driving. I've pulled the mail. I've done plants. I've unloaded the plants. I've, I've loaded trailers with a double loader. I've done food. Um, I've operated a lift gate, um, dairy, um, all all kinds of different all kinds of different things. Now, right now, you're not uh, on the road, and that's because you mm-hmm. are doing some uh, work or putting together a brief. I guess it is for FMCSA. You're doing. You're involved in some court cases. Talk about that mm-hmm. for a bit. Well, I'm I I'm I came out to the West Coast at the beginning of the pandemic to consult on a movie and to be an expert witness on a rape case in California. I put my stuff in storage because I was um, going to be out here for three months, and then the pandemic happened, and I was going to be out here longer, so I rented this apartment. Uh, but um, 
uh, the court cases are getting ready to resume. And then I've picked up some other court cases, a uh, pregnancy discrimination, um, the rape case, uh, another accident case um, that came up. Uh, but also we just got granted a meeting with the FMCSA with the new administration. And we're really grateful because they just, you know, started getting situated there and we got a meeting right away so that we can, you know, let them know the difference. And we're very grateful. We had a meeting with them in November of 2019 about the sexual misconduct. We had presented a petition with over 10,000 signatures to them at the great American truck show, asking them to take immediate action that led to a meeting in, in November, 2019, but because of all the turmoil in the country, we haven't been able to get, you know, a follow-up until now. So we're very excited about that. Um, we just formed a partnership with rain, the rape and incest national network in Washington, DC, okay. um, so that we can start um, having a, a hotline for women that are in distress um, and we hope that we can uh, do it with our other partner groups to get that widget on their um, their websites as well. So it's a little easier for drivers who have been affected. And we also have a new organization we formed this year called Truckers Emergency Assistance Responders. TIER is the acronym. And so during the pandemic, we, we were very active passing out PPE to drivers, masks, gloves, um, you know, antiseptic uh, hand, uh, antiseptic and stuff like that. So uh, there's been a lot going on when I'm not on the road um, to keep well, us busy. And I got appointed to the MIXAC committee, um, okay. the you're, Motor you're, Carrier Safety Okay, I was going to say you're talking to a Canadian, so explain that acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I it, it, it's a it's a. I mean, I I well, we haven't heard a whole lot more about it. I was encouraged to um, put in a resume for this subcommittee for call a motor carrier safety advisory subcommittee. It's a subcommittee. It's under another committee. Um, they wanted just drivers on it. And um, somebody called me and said, would you put your resume in? And I said, I feel like a lot of these committees are paper tiger for show. And they don't really get anything done. But they said, well, it, you know, you should try. And I said, all right, I'll do it. And they wrote me a letter of uh, recommendation. And I got appointed to it. We haven't heard anything more about it since the the appointment uh, press release came out but we are always hopeful that we can get something positive done for the drivers yeah, it's things do need to change for truck driving i mean it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a tough go uh, during the pandemic it's made it even tougher but you know, spending uh, days or weeks on the road at a time away from your family. I really believe that we're on the verge of making some positive changes. But, and I'm, I'm glad that people like you have stepped up to help one of the segments, 
uh, particularly in this case, women in trucking. But just to round out, I got two more questions. Tier, uh, I forget the acronym already, but that was, I assume, was for uh, both men and women? Yes. Yeah, and that came about, you know, two other things that we've been in or we've been very active in is truck parking, Jason's Law truck parking, and, you know, wage theft, driver misclassification. And, you know, sometimes with the women and with the men, they find themselves working for somebody that just leaves them. You know, uh, they just uh, come and take the truck and tow it away. Um, They've had maybe an argument on the phone or something and all different sorts of situations. We had an older gentleman who um, had, there was an accident, no fault of his own. Uh, They came and towed his truck away, but he got injured in it, but his boss brought him another truck to drive, but wouldn't, didn't want him to go to the hospital. So he was, he was starting to have issues and he felt like he was having some internal bleeding. And when he told the the guy, I really need to go to the hospital. I got to have a few days off. The guy just came and told him, get all your stuff out of the truck. You're fired and left him. So when he got a hold of us, he had some doctor's appointments he really needed to, to go to. And so we helped him get a place to stay for a month um, so that he could stay there. And then he could figure out another situation. He didn't have a home to go to. We've had women, um, uh, a young gal a couple months ago that was pregnant kicked out of her truck after an argument with her dispatcher in the middle of the night, they came and took her truck from her, left her with her cat, <laughs> her and her cat. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, these are things you shouldn't have to deal with this at your job, but this is the kind of job where you go far from home and, there are situations, maybe the truck breaks down and the, the, the boss doesn't want to fix the truck, you know, and they, you got to figure out how to get home. And that's not always something that is for sure that they're going to do for you. So that's why tier was formed. Um, we had been doing it out of our own pockets for years, but uh, tears, a 501 C three charity and, um, we just formed in, in the end of 2019. So when the pandemic happened, we wrote about some of the difficulties drivers were experiencing on the road, you know, no, no masks, um, not being able to use the bathroom, um, no food services, all of these things. And uh, we got a really generous donation for PPE and uh, not just to make our own PPE packs, but also from Uber Freight, um, they made a custom one that they sent to us. So the donation came from a back office company called DDC FPO. Probably nobody's ever heard of them unless you know of back office. But they really helped us out to make it possible for us to um distribute all of these packs of over 10,000, about probably about 12,000, 13,000 packs to truck drivers in the early days of the pandemic. So uh, it was nice to be able to do that and let drivers know that there are people that care about them. That's awesome. So you're involved, deeply involved, it sounds like, in two great organizations, Real Women in Trucking, 
and tier. And should women want to join Real Women in Trucking, the link to get a hold of you is in the show notes below. And the tier information, you'll send me that so that I can include that in the show notes below as well? Sure. All right. Um, yeah. Or they can go, it, uh, I don't, I'll have to do it afterwards, I assume, or I don't see show notes anywhere. But on our website, realwomenintrucking.org, it says support, and there's a, a, a membership link there. Um, if somebody wants to donate to TIER, they could go to cdltear.org, and they can make a tax-deductible donation. Um, and... One other event that we have coming up is our fifth annual Queen of the Road Awards. Um, you do there not you have go. to be a member. And you it is the first dignified uh, award for women truckers. We've, um, we had it in Las Vegas last year, and we're ha having it in Las Vegas again this year. So if there's somebody out there watching that knows a woman nominated the nominations are going to open in march and the winners will be announced the event will be held in august in las vegas cool and i can include a link to that to the nomination in the show notes below as well if you send that to me yes so yes perfect what else as we wrap up what other words would you like to uh say to our listeners well, I mean, it sounds like your listeners are focused on safety and they should realize that um, the, the preliminary training um, is one part that these drivers are getting. But once they go off to these, these mega fleets, a lot of them just fall through the cracks, especially women. And sometimes it's from just lack of preparation. Um, I recently had a, a dispatcher call me because he hired a woman who has five years of experience driving, but she's never gone over the road and he didn't know how to advise her. He called me up and I've been talking to her on the phone and, you know, sure enough, somebody tried to get into her truck on her first night staying at a truck stop. Um, it's good for a woman to know somebody else when they go out there, just to show them the ropes. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. This is where you should park. This is how to go about this thing, you know, uh, so you can help them network with women who know and will look out for them. And uh, that's what we're trying to do is, um, you know, we can't wait for the industry to raise their standards. We're just sort of trying to help each other out. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, in some companies, at least, they need to raise their standards. There are some very they good do. ones, but uh, there's others out there I know. And it happens to men, too. It, as much as you are focused on the women problem, and it is a, a real problem, and there's added things, as you already mentioned, um, rape and abuse, that largely happen more often to women, although it does happen to men from time to time. But as an industry, we haven't treated drivers real well. It doesn't matter right. if they're male or female. At least some companies. Um, you know, I really hope most of the companies are different. But I hear so many stories that uh, 
it's a very convoluted. That's part of the problem is, you know, somebody can go on and tell you they're the greatest company, but when then you talk to the drivers and you hear a completely different story, but they have all the nice ads and they have all the things that on the surface make them look like they're wonderful. So it makes it hard to find that needle in the haystack of that one good company and where you want to stay, you know? Yeah. No, it's, I was fortunate. I worked uh, as a driver for a good company and, um, you know, it was the only company I ever drove at. And then I got promoted a few times and, and eventually left the driving part of it behind. But it was, I was fortunate. Uh, I worked for a good company and I got paid. I made my miles and never missed a paycheck, you know, that type of thing. And uh, they respected drivers. I really have to say the my experience is totally opposite from what I hear, not just you, uh, but many other people say until, and it takes some, unfortunately, it takes them sometimes uh, three or four companies before they find one that they go, oh my God, here's one that treats me uh, the way I yeah. wish to be treated. Right. So last word, what would you like to say? Well, I hope people will, um, you know, take some time to know the difference. That's our tagline and support us in this uh, mission to try to get some awareness of this sexual misconduct. This industry needs to, um, you know, have a wake up call and stop enabling some of these bad fleets. Um, you know, it's going to help all of us to clean this up. Well, it's going to take all of us and, yeah, it's a shame that we have to talk about this. I had um, a rep on from TAT, um, uh, Truckers Against Trafficking, on the yeah, show. Yeah, I helped them get into social media. You know, so it's I was a one shame. of the first drivers to learn about them. Yeah, it, it's just a shame that we need groups like yours and like TAC, mm -hmm. um, however yeah. we do. So for yeah. anybody that's interested the link to uh, joining or making a contribution to Real Women in Trucking is in the show notes below. If you have a woman that you would like to nominate for, what was the, the name again? It's called the Queen of the Road Awards. The Queen of the Road Awards. I'll have a link for that in the show notes below. And then lastly, we'll put a link in there for tier, so that if people would like to make a donation to help trucking out uh, during this pandemic, and I guess it's not just during the pandemic. It's for anybody who gets stranded yeah. or let me say it the way it comes out, screwed over by somebody um, yeah. and needs the help. Uh, Tear is also there. Mm -hmm. All right. Desiree, thank you so much for coming on. You're this welcome. I appreciate it. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up. A review, a comment, a rating, if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.